We all want to be happier, but how do we get there? First, we start by realizing happiness is not a destination. Being happy consists of micro action steps every single day. I'm your host, Brittany King, and I'm here to guide you along the way. What's up, my friend? Welcome back to the Positively Real Podcast. I'm your host and your coach, Brittany King. How are you doing? We are cruising through this month. I mean, February is a short month as it is. So I hope you're taking some time to just pause, breathe, reconnect, and just allow yourself to be. Things just fly by, so it's just important to take those moments of intentional stillness to just bring you back to the present moment. I am super excited to talk about this topic today because we're going to talk all about the big T. You know what I'm talking about? Trust. Trust, trust, trust. I mean, trust is so important for all relationships, right? With our family, our friends, our significant others, coworkers. It's the foundation of healthy, thriving relationships. And this includes the relationship you have with yourself. We were all born with an inner resource, an inner guidance that if it was nurtured and cultivated at a young age, it would have nurtured us into thriving with self-love. This resource self-trust. Trusting yourself can build your confidence. It makes it easier for you to make decisions and it reduces your stress levels. It's pretty amazing. So how do you know if you lack self-trust? How you treat yourself on a daily basis can provide some crucial feedback about your current level of self-trust. So I'm going to name some examples and by no means is this the are these the only ways to gauge your self-trust level, but definitely some things that I've noticed in myself and with clients. So how do you know you lack self-trust? You have a hard time recognizing, understanding, or believing in your value or worth. You do things to prove yourself and values to others. You try to control everything and everyone around you so you can feel safe and secure. You compare the choices that you make to choices others have made around you. You tend to minimize or deny your own needs. It's sometimes difficult to recognize or tell the truth because you're worried about what other people would say or think. You have a hard time finding your value and owning your voice. You look to others. And you allow them to make decisions and choices for you. And then this is one of the biggest, biggest offenders. You break the promises that you've made to yourself. You don't follow through on your calendar if you have scheduled time for you. You treat appointments with yourself like they don't matter. And then the last piece is you rely heavily on physical senses to make decisions and you're often disconnected from your instincts, intuition, and inner guidance. So if you're nodding your head to some or all of these, don't worry. You're not alone. There's nothing wrong with you. Most of us struggle to trust ourselves. Why? Why do we lack self-trust? 
We have been conditioned at a very early age to seek approval and guidance of others instead of trusting our own gut. As a result, many of us suffer from the symptoms of self-doubt. We get crippling indecision. We have a constant need for approval and validation. We often are seeking perfectionism and we have a fear of failure. Sound familiar? I mean, think about this. As children, we trust ourselves implicitly. I mean, every baby knows when they're hungry or tired and toddlers know what they like to eat and who they want to socialize with. As kids, we grow up knowing ourselves, our rhythms, tastes, preferences. But because big people, in quotes, around us tell us that they know better, we believe them. And then our intrinsic self-trust becomes buried. I mean, when you're watching children playing, they're not spending time thinking about like, oh, should I play in the sandbox with Sally or should I go over to the swing set with Joey? They just follow the path that brings them the most joy in the moment. Like, what happens? I mean, we start our formal education and then we're told we have to sit at desks even if we want to move around. That was me. And then we're taught to hold it instead of go to the bathroom when our body tells us we need to go to the bathroom. And our natural rhythms and instincts, they are literally pushed down until we can hardly hear them anymore. And then we turn into teens. And oh my gosh, when we become teens, all we want is approval. And all we want is to be like. So we listen to our peers and our friends and their suggestions of what they think is cool and what we should like or dislike. And then we rely on the voices of our culture and leaders and friends and families to help us identify with what's right or wrong, who we should vote for, what we should eat, how we should live, should, 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 right? Like we hear ourselves saying should all the time. And then soon we are so caught up in behaving the way that our ego thinks that we should, that we have trouble separating our opinions from the opinions of those around us. That's what happens. Then we become adults. I don't know when, but we become adults. And then we're just told to trust your gut and follow your instinct. But when we have spent most of our lives turning down the volume of our inner voice, how do we begin to trust ourselves? So not only does self-trust become buried beneath the belief that everyone else knows better than we do, but it also becomes weakened by our constant desire to receive external validation. Self-trust sits like a precious stone at the bottom of the well of self. When the waters of the well of self are full, when you know yourself and you trust yourself, you will love yourself. So in other words, Knowing yourself and loving yourself equal trusting yourself. Self-trust is a foundational piece of self-love. We learn very early that if we do things right, that we will receive a high five or a smile from our caregivers or teachers. And those smiles feel like everything, right? We're like, yes, I did something right. But when we learn that that's how we seek validation, it's like walking around waiting for other people to fill our bucket up. So we might experience happiness or reassurance or validation in the moment. It is very short-lived. That is not sustainable. 
what happens is we end up spending the rest of our lives chasing the carrot. We're climbing that corporate ladder. We are getting that next degree. We are trying to get to this place socially that we think is going to make us happier. And we try to achieve everything externally, thinking that happiness is going to come once we achieve that next level. But we are often disappointed after, you know, the initial feeling wears off because now we're just looking for the next thing to fill our cup. So when we have solid self-trust, it's like having an internal GPS, right? Like think about it. When we trust ourselves, we know where to go next. We trust our decisions, both big and small, and we're willing to take risks. When you trust yourself, you are not afraid of failure or making mistakes because your sense of self is not externally focused. So we have to turn that focus inward. I mean, think about it. We don't look at a newborn baby and say, I will love you if you do X, Y, Z. Like, I don't love you if you go to this incredible school and make lots of money and marry the perfect partner. Like, and like we, we don't do that. We would never do that to a baby, right? So we have this unconditional love in the beginning, but we shouldn't take the notion of loving ourselves as a conditional de- the conditional piece dependent on all external factors. Here's the deal. I want you to listen to this. So if you're driving or doing something else, I just want you to pause for a second, okay? You are worthy just because you exist. You are worthy. You are enough just because you exist. Your beingness is worthy, deserving, everything that you want, just because you're alive. Your self-doubt and perfectionism might be standing in the way of you realizing your gifts. They're there. I promise you. Your purpose, your gifts, like the things that you want, that you're striving for is there. We just have to begin to trust ourselves. Our well-being depends on our ability to trust ourselves. It's true. I mean, if we're able to trust ourselves and follow through with the commitments that we make, think about what you're capable of. Now, if you have not learned how to trust yourself and you have spent your entire life looking to others for the answer, you might be thinking, is it too late? Is it too late to build self-trust? And the answer is absolutely not. It's actually quite simple to build your self-trust again. Because your self-trust is your birthright from the start, it still lives inside of you. It is sitting there and it is not broken and it's just waiting for you to peel back all the layers of the noise, all the shoulds, all the needs, all of that garbage that doesn't serve you. It's going to peel back those layers. And if you start tapping into that mindfully, intentionally with awareness, you will be amazed at what you are capable of doing when you trust and love yourself. So this process takes time. It requires awareness. It requires integrating that awareness. It requires patience and commitment. So when you're aware that you make appointments with yourself, like working out or creating a meal plan and not following it, like, and you're aware of it, like, okay, now you're aware. Now, how do you take that awareness, learn from it, apply it, so then you can begin to trust yourself? 
So change doesn't happen overnight. I talk about this all the time. It's not about instant gratification. We're talking about delayed gratification, knowing that like what you do today and tomorrow will set you up for your future self. So here are a couple ways to help restore and rebuild your self-trust. So the first thing that I have found is spending time with yourself. It sometimes is uncomfortable just being alone. I were like, I hate being bored. I hate being alone. If you're a person that says you hate being alone, why? Like why? You're literally the most important person in your life. Why wouldn't you want to spend time with yourself? When you don't trust yourself, it might feel uncomfortable spending time looking inward. You might try to keep yourself busy all day, trying to get involved in different activities, and you are constantly thinking about things outside of yourself. And don't worry, you're not alone. You're in good company because I am so guilty of this. And that was when I really had a big aha moment. My my big aha self-love moment was when I realized how much I hated spending time by myself. Um, but the way that I broke this pattern and this habit of constantly looking outside of myself is I just started to turn inward. I use meditation, and if meditation isn't your thing, all good, but you can still just sit for a few moments and close your eyes and focus on your breath. That is just as effective. So you look inward with meditation. You just sit in a quiet place for a couple minutes each day, and you just pay close attention to your breath and your body, and as different thoughts or like self-criticisms come up, you just acknowledge them like, oh, that's just a thought. And then you let them go. And by making time for this important one-on-one time with yourself can be, if you don't do anything else and just this, you will begin to build up your self-trust again. I can guarantee it because I've experienced it myself. The next thing that you can do to build your self-trust is be decisive. Nothing is worse than indecision. Your brain hates indecision. As soon as you're in, like, as soon as you're indecision, that just shows like you don't trust yourself. And here's the deal. Whatever choice that you make, whatever decision you make in that moment is the right decision because you made it. Now you might make the decision and like, it might not work out and that's okay. That's just information. That's just feedback on what you're up to. It's all good. But we're so afraid of failing that we have to make the right decision. But like, there is no like right decision. It's just the, whatever decision that you make is the one that you make. And whatever one that you make next is the one that you're supposed to make. There's no right or wrong because you learn from every single situation. Every single decision you make, you will learn from. So we lack self-trust in ourselves. We question our actions and decisions all the time. And sometimes we even question who we are. And that can be really hurtful. So you want to build trust in yourself by breaking the habit of questioning your decisions. Next time you make a choice, stick with it. Even if it turns out not to work out, there's no use of beating yourself up or being, having negative self-talk. You learn from it. If you're being negative and you're bullying yourself, you're not going to learn from that decision. The best thing you can do is learn from your failures and mistakes. It's just feedback. Believe that you'll make a better choice next time and move on. Doing so will help you learn to be more trusting of yourself and your decision-making skills. The next way to build some self-trust is starting and ending the day turning inward. I talk about this a lot. 
but the first hour and the last hour of your day are the only hours you have full 110% control over. You don't have control over the rest of your day. I like do a time audit, see where your time goes. You have different obligations and roles and people that need you and pull your attention. And if you spend the first moment of your day looking at your phone, you're now giving your energy outward your focus outward. So instead of reaching for your phone first thing in the morning, grab a book that inspires you. Write in your journal. Maybe do some light stretching or breath work. If you do this every single day, this action alone will help you direct your focus from the external and bring the internal focus inward, and then you'll start to notice the change that you want in your life. The next way to start trusting yourself is go on a social media diet, a digital detox. Just taking, stepping away from anything that you do on the regular is always good to see what's going on in your mind about it, why you need it, why you use it, the intentionality behind it. And this is particularly helpful if you struggle with caring about what others think or you struggle with comparing yourself. That comparison game, social media, is guaranteed to amplify that struggle. It's nearly impossible to go onto Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or whatever, whatever the kids are into these days without comparing yourself in some way. If you like to stay up to date with your friends through Facebook or social media, like this is a sign to pick up your phone and call them. Like I was actually having this conversation with a friend the other day. She's like, I feel like I don't know what's going on in anyone's life because I deleted my Instagram. And it was like, I can't believe that we rely on Instagram to be up to date with people's lives. And I'm guilty of this too. And it's just like, we need to like have that conversation to shift the focus back into like just checking in on our friends, seeing how they're doing. So if if this is speaking to you, uh, a fun little like experiment is to get rid of social media for 30 days. Just see how you feel. It's pretty amazing what happens when you delete social media. You will have a big increase in your levels of self-trust and peace when you cut out the noise from the external world. And when you stop funneling your precious energy and time into social media. And when you shift that focus inward, it can be so nourishing in so many ways. And then the last thing that you can do to build your self-trust is to keep the commitments and promises to yourself. Oh my goodness. This is to me, one of the most important things that you could ever do for yourself. Like, why is it that we would never miss an appointment with someone else, but when it comes to an appointment with ourselves, we blow ourselves off all the time. I like to think of our appointments with ourselves as an appointment with our future self. Would we blow off that higher self? Mm-mm. Because as you do that, it pushes you, it pulls you further away from the person that you want to be. So if you put on your calendar that you want to run, or if you put on your calendar that you want to read or meditate or do things that turn your focus inward and you keep blowing it off, what you're telling to yourself is that you are not important and you don't matter. And I know sometimes it kind of seems like, hmm, like no, I, no one knows that I'm blowing myself off, but you do. Like think about it. 
If you had a friend that was like, let's go, we're going to go work out together, it's going to be so much fun, and then afterwards we're going to make really healthy food and it's going to be the best day, and then every single time she cancels on you, like literally right before, like would you want to hang out with her? (laughs) I mean, probably not. You just like, every time she'd say something, you wouldn't believe her, right? Same thing goes for you. Every time you make a commitment, like I'm going to meal plan or I'm going to do this or I'm going to eat, like cut out sugar, blah, 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 and then you don't do it, you are literally telling yourself that you do not matter. And that is ridiculous because you do matter. You are so important. And when you blow off those commitments to yourself, you are saying, I don't matter. And that is not cool. So make a promise to me. If you just do anything... After this podcast, keep your commitments to yourself. If you keep those commitments to yourself, you will build self-trust and you will build self-love and your self-confidence and your self-esteem and it will have a beautiful ripple in your ripple effect in your life. And then as a result of that, people around you will notice a shift and they're going to want what you have. And then that creates a beautiful ripple effect because you'll talk about how you trust yourself and love yourself. And then those people will talk about how they love themselves and trust themselves. And oh my gosh, we just need more people trusting and loving themselves. So, as you can tell, I love this topic because it's it, it's transformative. It's transformative for me, and I talk about this a lot with my clients. It's like just taking these steps to trusting and loving yourself. Trusting yourself is one of the most helpful things that you can do in your life. It will build your confidence. It will allow you to trust others more, and it's going to make your decision-making process so much easier. Like no more decision fatigue when you trust yourself. In order to trust yourself, you just need a little effort and awareness You create that self-love, and if you can find that ability to just look inward, even if it's five minutes a day, your world will change and shift. So how do we cultivate this? Meditation or just practicing mindfulness, right? When we spend time meditating, it's going to strengthen that connection with yourself. Focusing inward allows you to know more about who you are and what you want. Another one of my favorite tools, gratitude. I'm sure you're surprised by that. But when you practice gratitude, put a me spin on it. So try being grateful for a part of your personality. I am so thankful that I see the best in people. Or I'm so grateful that I love spending time alone. So when you do your gratitudes every day or every night, make sure you do one gratitude that's just focused on you. And then the next piece is connection. So this is huge because connecting to yourself, but then connecting to others, spending time with people who reinforce this self-trust. So taking make like taking inventory of who you spend time with and what they do. Like, do they model resilience? Do they like cheer on effort? Do they welcome mistakes and failures? You become more and more like the people you spend the most time with. So it's important to look at the the type of conversations you're having and the people that you're surrounding yourself with. So a couple of journal prompts to help build this awareness towards your self-trust. So first, I would suggest writing down evidence to support your belief that you do make good choices. So kind of going back to gratitude, spend some time being grateful um, when you do trust yourself and you have outcomes that you like or results that you like. So step one, like write down evidence that support the belief that you're really good at making decisions and choices. Step two, make a list of all the things that you love about yourself. Number three, make a list of the things that other people tell you that you're amazing at. 
And I want you to write each thing and celebrate those aspects of yourself. And then the last little bit of the journal prompt is finishing the sentence. When I trust myself and my intuition, I fill in the blank. Think about all the times you have felt a message from your inner voice and let yourself follow through with it. Like what has been the result of listening and following through? Do you feel calm? Do you feel confident? Do you feel in control? Does it boost your self-esteem? Does it make it feel like you can do and handle anything? The next one. Now we're going to flip this. What happens when you ignore your inner voice? So fill in this blank. When I ignore my inner voice, I blank. So what has happened when you don't trust yourself and your gut? What happens when you ignore your inherent worth as a human being? So this might bring up some feelings that don't might not feel great, but it's really good information because once you know going against your inner wisdom lowers your sense of self-confidence, it's going to feel easier to start trusting yourself. You just want to be aware. And anytime you do this type of work, remember to have compassionate curiosity. This is not about judging yourself. It's about knowing yourself. And then the next journal prompt, the next time I doubt myself, I will do blank. So the best way to improve your self-trust and self-esteem is to stop believing the negative thoughts that you tell yourself that you're not good enough. Now, it's important that you have an arsenal of ideas for when you're feeling down. So let this journal prompt allow ideas just to flow. Like you want to have this as a resource. Like when you are not trusting yourself and you have low self-esteem, what is going to pull you back up? What's going to build you back up? And then that flows into the next question. The best way to get out of my head is blank. Is it exercising, dancing to a dope playlist, going for a hike, being out in nature? What helps you get out of your head and just into your body to trust yourself? Write down anything and everything that comes up and use this list as a way to help you get away from all of the noise and the, the mind drama. Let those thoughts flow. That's what I have for you today, my friend. I want to know from you, how will you build self-trust? Hopefully now you recognize that listening to your intuition and your gut is one of the best things that you can do to build self-trust and make better decisions in your life. So tell me, how will you tune into your intuition and trust your inner guidance a little bit more? All right, my friend, thank you so much for tuning in. I'm sending you so much love. I hope you have a beautiful day and I will catch you next time. Ooh, I love self, love, self-trust. I could talk about it all day. Anyway, in case you haven't heard, I co-hosted a woman's wellness retreat with my girl, Priscilla Perez. We did a podcast episode about it, and this was before. And now it was honestly mind-blowing. Like I knew it was going to be good, but I didn't know how transformative it was going to be for myself, P, and all of the women that attended. It was so 
incredible being able to hold space for women to just come as they are and not have to fit in some certain box and they could just belong and just be who they want to be. It was so special and it was just incredible. So we're doing it again. We like can't help ourselves. We're like, now more than ever, we are craving connection, connecting with ourselves, connecting with community. We need it. And we're doing it safely and we're doing it right. So we are hosting our next women's wellness retreat in Carefree, Arizona at the lovely wellness resort, Savannah. This resort is next level, next freaking level. So we have two options. Choose your own adventure, April 8th through 10th or April 10th through 12th. Choose your adventure. Come and hang out with us in beautiful Arizona. There is no better time to be in Arizona than in April. We will be moving our bodies. We'll be meditating. We'll be journaling. We'll be connecting. We'll be dancing, having fun. There's so much goodness to be had. And because you are a faithful podcast listener, offering you a sweet little deal. So use the code podcast at checkout if you want to get hooked up because I love you and I would love to hang out with you right? That's it, my friend. Until next time, remember to own your happiness, love yourself, and let your light shine because you're so freaking worthy of it, my friend. Until next time.